No Dinkies. This is the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1900hotdog.com, the comedy hilarity website. I'm TV Sean Baby from the internet. Welcome, everybody. Uh, uh, I'm here today with Robert Brockway. You don't even get an intro because I want to hear a Brockway fact. Ooh, a Brockway fact. All right. I, uh, let's see. I once caught Ross Perot stealing a child's umbrella. No follow-up questions. No follow-up questions, Katie. Our, our, our guest is Katie Golden from the podcast Creature Feature and a cracked veteran like ourselves. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. It's me, Katie. Twitter darling. <laughs> Twitter darling, Katie Golden. <laughs> beautiful red hair, beautiful smile, and a animal science nerd. And lots of eyes. Lots, she has both of them. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. On all your features and creature features. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> what we like to do at the top of the show, we like to talk about uh, projects we're working on. So is there anything uh, fun you'd like to share with us today? Um, well, let's see. So I did make a, not an NFT, but a GRFT uh, through my Pro Bird Rights account. It is a GIF of a bird on a skateboard rotating around. Okay. Uh, you can look at it for free, but that's naughty. So if you want to uh -huh. look at it with a clear conscience, you have to pay a dollar. Uh, you don't. Seems a fine deal for a spinning bird on a skateboard. Yeah, you don't get anything. So if you pay a dollar, you get nothing. You don't get a physical item. You don't get like a token or I don't really even understand how NFTs work. You get some kind of like code. No, that, that's right. That's how they work. You get nothing. You get a yeah. code. You you don't get any internet code or computer mumbo jumbo. You get nothing mm -hmm. except for the good feeling that you're not stealing this gift from from me. So, and how did you make it? Did you? Uh, well, did you, did you put a bird a, on a skateboard? Yeah, I took a picture of bird on a skateboard, uh -huh. um, doing a ollie three sixty. I think it's the trick. Wait, well, you just yeah. took a picture of that? So you actually saw so, that in real life? Yeah, it's a video. It's a wow. video picture, moving picture. A gift. What a, it's a talkie? Oh, my God. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a graphics image. This is a fucking steal. Fiddly do, yeah. Graphic interface Graphics format. interface That's got to be it. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's for the birds. Whatever it is, it's for the birds. That's kind of yeah. a cute joke we like to do. Uh, on the, <laughs> Give me that glick. Podcast. Where's that, where's that glick? Give me that glick. Let me tell you about what I'm working on. Um, do you remember the book, Amelia Bedelia, maybe from when you were a kid? Yes. So this is a... I've been revisiting a lot of uh, children's literature with my young daughter, and this book is fucking crazy. Like, she shows up to the house... And I feel like the theme of the book is how wacky it is to misunderstand, like, uh, idioms. And so she shows up and gets a list of things to do as the uh, housekeeper. And she just just mangles their home, just fucks up everything in her home. She, like, shreds nice. their, their towels and, like, covers their furniture in dust and powder and puts all the light bulbs outside. She's a complete lunatic. So what I did is I tried to... Um, recapture that as if she was a bad kind of lunatic, like a real dangerous maniac in their home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I struggled with this all week. I, um, <laughs> I tried this thing. <laughs> suffered from my, suffered from my art. Yes, uh, it's what I always talk about. Here's my project. I suffered for an entire week over the dumbest fucking thing you can imagine. So I kept trying to re... I tried to write like this long, tangled narrative where 
she was like an unreliable narrator narrator uh i guess like the the french play le pay uh mm. now a major motion picture starring anthony hopkins i tried to do that so like you couldn't count on the perception being accurate and decided after all these hours of work you know what i ought to do is just have her say really fucking stupid silly shit and that was so much better and um that's how it ended up it's probably on the site when this goes live and i hope people like it but they also might just think this is complete insanity so which i guess this, is what i was going for which is, is this both are true is this like a situation where amelia bedelia is like someone's like clean the toilet and she's like okay so she reaches in there and pulls turds out and just like throws them in the trash or something <laughs> yes like that would be uh, yeah that happens in the book that, that, that's almost exactly the type of misunderstanding from the original book. That's the original I, book, right? Yeah, I was more like, I was having like objects talk to her and like, it, she's just very dangerous. They're, they're a little more violent, yeah. a little more threatening. Yeah. Uh, you know, juxtaposed, to, to me, you take that juxtapose it next to some kids illustrations and that's funny to me. That's like, just a good maybe time. Maybe I'm a simple man. Yeah. So that's a good time. No, it's you just, can't sleep on children. You can't sleep yeah. on uh, any children's book. Uh, if you really think about the shenanigans that kids get up to in these books it's actually quite alarming where are the parents yeah. you know really yeah. i just i get so mad reading children's books how can you allow it, this it came bundled with danny the dinosaur that kid just walks into a fucking museum dinosaur comes to life they just rampage through the city everyone reacts to this dinosaur as if it's nothing i'm like obviously this is a hallucination the the, the child went mad in the museum but maybe not i don't know it's hard it's hard to understand what the hell's going on in them they just who would they need accountability trust who would entrust a giant dog to a little child that dog has probably eaten half of the neighborhood children already Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's the sequel to danny the dinosaur it's just a cujo style like dog massacre yeah yeah uh brockway are you working on anything uh crazy uh i might i might out dumb you this time i spent my entire okay. week uh watching a video clip of creed over and over like the the, the band creed not sure. oh i thought you meant the character not the fantastic the movie but the uh the band creed uh i see they played uh maybe you've seen it it made the rounds a little while ago it didn't make too big of a splash but it was their thanksgiving halftime show anybody familiar with that don't recall it. Uh, it's no. possibly, game. yeah, yeah. It's for a football game, and, and I'm almost certain that it's going to be live by the time we actually get to this. So I don't think I'm spoiling anything when I talk about it. But it's a, uh, it was just a terrible performance all around. It's just such a huge, inexplicable mess with like, <laughs> there's no coherent theme whatsoever. But they just got to have whatever they could think of on the field. So there's like. 50 rival troops of themed dancers that are not connected in any way, basically waging small-scale war with each other across this field. And, like, they don't know how to film it, so they're constantly, like, filming the director, filming the cameraman. There's just random people wandering across the stage while they try to do this. And then... And and it's Creed, so it's all just terrible. Like, he, right. he, he sings, you know, take me higher, and then it cuts to, like, a guy curtain dancing and going higher literally and then they cut to him oh. being like huh huh like it's all just oh. very literal and bad and then they pause in the middle of it for like about three seconds to show just a couple of stills from 9-11 <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, wait what and it's not like a put together short a mistake 
It looks it looks like a mistake because it's right in the middle of it. They don't say anything about it. There's no He's text like, on the screen. It's just contextless. Jump to three. Yeah. Ready four. Jump to four. Ready the nine eleven footage. Nine eleven. <laughs> three, two, one. We're out. That's it for the nine eleven footage. And you're and it's not even like anything that tells a story. It's it's like a firefighter standing in the street, and it could be anywhere. And then it's it's like a cop <laughs> shaking the guy's hand, and and it could be anywhere. And then the last footage. Shit, you know, it's just a guy getting a drink from a food truck. Mm-hmm. Okay. This and sounds like a modern day right of spring to me. <laughs> it's, it's it's just it's that's weird. actually the meaning of the lyrics to uh, "Can You Take Me Higher." It's just ordering a drink at a food truck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so inexplicable that I, you figure this. Okay, maybe you're doing a throwback nine eleven years later. No, this was Thanksgiving in 2001. This was like two months after 9-11. This is wow. what they do to, I guess, honor it. And uh, You know, just throw it in a Creed video. And it ends, and ends, of course. I think officially the terrorists won if that happened. Yeah, that's how it It ends with the terrorists winning. Yeah. Uh, they, they, just come on, <laughs> they come on stage and everybody cheers for them because they know that this is over now. <laughs> no, it, it, uh, it ends with them, of course... Releasing a dove as Scott Stapp sings, Believe you can fly. Uh-oh. Oh, no, that poor dove. <sighs> but, really, yeah, anyway, it's like... It sounds so bad. It's I, like and, you, ten, and you watched that. Yeah, I watched it so many times to pull out, like, every little guy in the background that shouldn't have been there, every little, like, <laughs> thing that you just broke and sucked on. I I watched... I probably watched so it for, like, ten hours. Total. You watched oh. it for ten hours total. Probably, because I also had to like <laughs> do the gifts and I had to cap all the images and then yeah. go back and like track it. So yeah, Th- this is the life we chose for ourselves, but we do suffer for our art. Yeah, I that mean, was. It sounds. It sounds like something that would come out in like some of the leaked documents about the torture techniques we used. <laughs> oh yeah, if you if you yeah. made somebody watch this Creed video and then just kept pausing it and rewinding it for like three or four seconds and watching it again and then again and then again and stopping it and just making them look at it really closely and then watch the whole mm-hmm. thing again, like they would tell you what you want to know. And then and do an analysis. Like, what symbolism did you see in this part where they release the dove? I I saw myself and my mind leaving my body. I saw I saw freedom, which I yearn to have. I will tell you anything. Now I know I can torture you to get the Brockway fact facts. So see, I don't think you can. I think I'm immune to torture. Oh, you think now. you're immune to torture? I think yeah, I'm actually building up resistance. I think I'm immune to all physical pain. Uh, after this, I, I have not felt anything uh, ne- positive, negative, just at all. I might be dead. I'd be more yeah. surprised if you lived through that, honestly. Right. Uh, that, that, uh, that's what I'm thinking. That's what's just occurring to me. This is like a sixth sense scenario. So we're just uh, your imagination's version of, of me and Katie. In a stunning coincidence, both of you can talk to dead people and you don't know it yet. Mm. Huh. It sounds that makes right. a lot of sense. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Well, I think we should move on to our our main event, which is our first ever Golden Age comic book creature feature animal superpower face-off between <laughs> Katie Golden and Robert Brockway. Now, uh, Katie, as we mentioned, yeah. uh, does creature feature, and uh, something we do have in common is I am sort of an animal science nerd. I have uh, two yes. uh, never-to-be-finished major projects I've been working on that both involve, like, animal superpower type things. Uh, so I'm constantly 
taking notes on weird animals I find out about. I'm always fascinated by like weird powers that undersea monsters have, like a like a pistol shrimp or you know they, yeah. there's like things out there that do shit that's crazy. And so uh, over the years, many people in comic books have taken those same things and and, and made superheroes and supervillains out of them. And that is what we're going to be quizzing you on today. I'm going to be finding characters from the Golden Age you probably haven't heard of, but using your knowledge of animal science, you might be able to deduce what their powers or origins might be. Now, Brockway uh, also has some experience with animal science. Uh, he also has some experience with me, so he'll know the distractors and which ones uh, I made up. So what I did was I double-stepped him, and I made up ones that uh, he'll never expect came from me. So... Most importantly, I want KDU to understand that your animal knowledge will probably be useless because everyone in the Golden Age was insane. And okay. Brockway, your knowledge of me will be useless because I've double-stepped you and triple-stepped you and right. quadruple-stepped you. So, so ev everything is useless. <laughs> everything can I, is can useless. We just, can we just pause real quick here? How long did you spend on this? I don't want to say, but a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been working on other things. Are there we'll consequences to this game? Well, uh, we're already all dead and living right. in Brockway's mind, so uh, certainly not. Okay, good. And I'm, I'm also dead, so you're a hallucination <laughs> of a ghost. I mean, really, it can't get much yeah. worse. Let's do this. It's, it's all uphill from here. <laughs> so uh, the first question is going to go to Katie. All right. And these are all multiple choice, A through D. Oh, uh, oh damn, my weakness. I can't do things in alphabetical <laughs> order. God damn it. Uh, it's about the ferret. In the last 80 years, there have been four crime fighters named the ferret. Which of these is not one of them? A, a contortionist who can stick to walls. B, a super strong police commissioner who flies and wears a furry mask. C, a private detective with a bulletproof vest and a ferret named Nosy. D, a feral man in an orange and green suit with claws. Now, you're, you're trying to find the one that's not real, the one that I right. made up. The the problem is it seems there's some misunderstanding on the part of the comic authors about what a ferret is. Mm-hmm. In uh, more than one. So, okay, so there's only one fake, right? Or is there only there's one? There's only one fake. Only one fake. Okay, right. Because we've got two that have a major misunderstanding about the physics of uh, ferrets. Uh, <laughs> the first two. Ferrets right. cannot cling to walls that's more of a gecko thing they don't right they don't they're they can't excellent really... climbers but they have no like yeah you know spider powers right yeah that's they they can't take advantage of the vanderval's uh forces like a uh, gecko can they mm -hmm. can see that's that animal science nerding i was talking about yeah so i'm not so the first one i think is like the least accurate. Well, no, no. The second one is because obviously ferrets cannot fly. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, like if you're looking for a flying mammal, there are plenty. Obviously, we have bats, but those are overdone in comics. But you've got flying squirrels. You've got sugar gliders. You've got the kalugo, a uh, flying relative of the primate. None of those are ferrets is the problem. Uh <laughs> are any yeah. of them police commissioners? I believe that was his other attribute. Yes, some uh, of uh, them are. Some of them are. A lot of ferrets have a very complicated uh, judicial system and policing yeah. system. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> they, uh, yeah, the police commissioner, but the police commissioner has a ferret friend called Nosy. The private detective has a ferret friend. That's C. Okay. Wait, is the... F- I'm confused. The Which police commissioner, the police commissioner? He's super strong, and he can fly, and he has a furry mask. Very ferret-like okay. furry mask. Okay. Assuming he's the real one and not the one I made up. Right. And then there's a private detective with a ferret called Nosy, and the uh-huh. last one wears a yellow costume. Uh, and Orange pun- and green suit. He looks like Aquaman, basically. Okay. But with claws. <sighs> I think, okay, I think it's the one with the, it's the private investigator with the ferret called Nosy is the fake one. The fake one was the first one. The contortionist who can stick to walls. Dang. I thought it was so dumb that it had to be real. Thank you. I made that up. That's why it was so dumb. I was trying to get inside the mind of a 1942 comic writer. Right. Uh, so that would not have been going. out of place at all. In fact, you probably would have had a solid career out of that. We would have been watching <laughs> that movie today. The ferret. Can he, he can weasel his way it. out of this one? <laughs> I already I got it. a tagline. Greenlit. Let's do this. Now, Brockway, your question is about gorillas. And this character is called Congorilla. Which of these is the true origin story of Congorilla? A. After escaping a massacre, Congorilla vowed to destroy the poachers who killed her family. B. To escape a cave-in, Congo Bill rubbed a magic ring to switch bodies with the legendary gold gorilla. (laughs) C. To defeat aliens, a scientist used a time potion to reverse his evolution to a state of powerful gorilla. Or D. Umpupu was blessed with gorilla magic by Congo gods after winning a jungle obstacle course. Which of those... (laughs) Made the most sense in 1940. I mean, they all make a lot of sense to me. Uh, yeah. I really feel all of these. I, I want to... <laughs> well, I made I'm, up I'm three of them, so I'm that, gonna be that means a lot. I'm going to be heartbroken when any of them are not real. All right. <laughs> there's, so there's only one real for mine. Is that right? Only one, yes. Only one real for mine. Ah. Uh, Time travel potion, jungle obstacle course. I think the real one has just got really mad at. No, that's not dumb enough. It's gotta be. It's gotta be a little dumber. It's gotta be a little. See, this dumber. is this is the double stepping I'm talking about. Like, I think got, you know me, and you know it's got to be dumb. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying I knew to. You'd know that. Trying to double step your triple step here. <laughs> Okay, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb. It's against my gut, but I'm going to say it's the one where he switches with the ring. That's exactly right. Wow. Congo Bill rubbed a magic ring to switch bodies with legendary gold gorilla. I'm inside your fucking head now. It's nah, a bad <laughs> sign, Katie. Damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh geez. So yours is about uh, birds. Oh, uh, cool. This character is from 1941, the American Eagle. Mm. He's a crime fighter with the, quote, Fighting qualities of America's national bird. (laughs) How did he get his powers? A. He fucking loves his country. B. A soldier was brought back to life by his squad mate's Navajo magic. C. A scientist was exposed to a black ray infused with eagle blood. D. He pricks his skin with an enchanted eagle feather. Oh, this is hard. Mm -hmm. Because... 
they're all very good. Because Thank you. I made three of them up. Great. Yeah, because the first one, I like. I think it, all of these make sense as like you know, comic book artists, right? Because mm-hmm. the idea that you can just be so patriotic that you right. your muscles turn into bird muscles. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's right. That sounds good. But that's how I got second, my muscles. <laughs> the second one, I, I do like the casual appropriation of uh, Native American uh, iconography. Yeah, that that's on point. Sense. That's real on yeah. point. That really feels real because that was so common mm-hmm. in uh, the like the golden era of right. If you were, if you were ever struggling to figure out where your superhero comes from, just fucking fucking Native Americans or <laughs> yeah, something, right? right. Really, on, honestly, any indigenous people, uh, right, are magic and yeah, they can just be, be from like New Mexico. That's fine. Right? Did we do a genocide against them? Put it in a comic. <laughs> Jeez. Now they're gonna help out the white man. For right. Once. Let's see. And then the other one was a scientist exposed to a black ray infused with eagle blood. And then the last one was a magic feather that he pokes his skin with. Uh, see, but I like those two as well. This is rough, man. Yeah, yeah. this is a really Some might say impossible. <laughs> Prix's hand with an eagle feather is so dumb. Uh <laughs> But then a black ray of eagle blood. I'm going to have to go with that one because it's so, it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's a scientist exposed to a black ray infused with eagle blood. Good. Wow. That's yeah. exactly how he got his powers. That's, I knew it. because it's, it's, the, it's the fact that the ray itself is, is black. It's like, it's got... <laughs> <laughs> because it's like not just a regular science ray. This is yeah. a black science ray. So we know it's serious. It's very serious. And he spilled a bunch of blood on it. Infuse rays with eagle blood is just... Right. It really opens up the dimension that ray technology can go in. I mean, I know we <laughs> yeah. could have like earthquake rays and, and mind control rays. Mm-hmm. But now you can just like infuse rays like vodka. Yeah. Put like a little lavender in it. <laughs> yeah. <Have a> nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice bubble bath. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think people, like, if you're like, hey, these are radioactive rays, but we have infused it with some essential oils, people buy yeah, it. It's yeah. real nice. Yeah. The, the tumors are, are uh, healing tumors. <laughs> uh, Brockway, this is about moths, this question. Uh, Killer Moth, introduced in 1951, is a longtime enemy of Batman. What are his powers? A, a cocoon gun and razor sonar waves. B, he asked a demon to turn him into an egg-laying moth monster. C, a flying suit. Or D, all of the above. <laughs> okay. Well, it can't be D because it's, there's just no way you ask to be turned into an egg-laying moth monster, but then you also need the suit. You can't also <laughs> right. need the suit. Makes no he sense. He did say only egg-laying. It didn't say flying. Specifically, uh, only egg-laying. Could it, you're right. It could have been like a jerk demon that takes advantage mm-hmm. of... Like the technicalities. Pocket. I want to be a super cool moth. All right. All right. Granted, like, make a bunch of dust eggs. in my eggs. <laughs> Goddamn demon. I want to say the cocoon gun and razor sonar waves is just the right kind of stupid for Batman, for early mm-hmm. Batman. Like, I wouldn't blink at that. Oh, I, I forget. what is it? There's only one right, right? Only one right. Yes. This one. Moth monster. Cocoon? 
Great. Moth Monster Flying Suit, suit or Aldiva? Uh, my gut says there's there's no way it can be all of the above because the logically you just wouldn't need the flying suit. So I'm going to say all of the above. That's exactly right. <laughs> 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 you, I tried to keep you out of my head, but you're in there. <laughs> I'm moving in. I brought a couch. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's time to move on to some uh, reptile questions. Uh, Katie, in 1944... Wait. Uh, they introduced the green turtle in Blazing Comics number one. He's oh, just nice. a great guy with the turtle cape. But what did they add to him decades later? Uh-oh. Was it A, an impenetrable armored suit with a biting mechanical mask? B, a shadowy spirit of the turtle that keeps him from getting shot? C, the ability to briefly slow time? Or D, all of the above? Oh, they're so good. <laughs> they're all so I, good. I want all of them to be true. I want all of them to be true. I feel like you, again, like the earlier <laughs> one, you wouldn't really need all of these in play, right? You wouldn't need an impenetrable suit of armor with snapping abilities and slow time. Right. And have a turtle the spirit. Anti-bullet spirit turtle, yeah. Right. And I feel like you would do something to like you try to like throw me off with like well i just did an all of the above so surely mm-hmm. there couldn't be another one or could there see i knew you'd also try to get in my head so i might be <laughs> double stepping you <laughs> right the psychological warfare of this game is brutal the thing is the only i can't regardless of whether it's correct nothing i cannot say anything but all of the above because of how compelling it is and how mm-hmm. much i need that to be true okay well it is not all of the above it Damn is it. a shadowy spirit of the turtle that keeps him from getting shot hell yeah the dumbest so, one <laughs> the t- yeah, someone looked at this one. character decades later and they're like how the fuck did this guy not get shot you know what we should rewrite it so that he had a magic turtle spirit with him right, not uh, not the shell but well, the shell's too obvious what did what does the magic turtle spirit look like? It it's it looked like like an artistic decision made in the forties. Like it just sort of a big shadowy racist. Like, <laughs> just like a <laughs> like a propaganda symbol behind him. Like he casts a shadow like a turtle just because the artist was like, let's do something turtle like. I'm turtle pal. <laughs> I'm here to stop bullets from killing you. <laughs> it's the turtle spirits here. The animated I died before my time, and I have unfinished business. <laughs> unfinished turtle business. He died at 240 years old and had all this unfinished business. <laughs> Wasn't ready. This is a question about the Black Widow from 1940, not the one you might know oh, from the okay. Avengers movies. What was this psychic's real name, and after she was murdered, what was her job? Is it A, Betty Black, Spirit Cop? Is it B, Misty Dreams, Vampire Spy Smasher? Was it C, Claire Voyant, Satan's Ambassador on Earth? Or was it D, Maxine Arcana, Ghost Detective? Ooh. Well, that's God, rough. These are good. Man, most of this podcast is just going to be like silence where you can hear us suffering. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh. Suffer. Oh. You could probably right, what, what was A? What was A right. again? Give me A. Betty again. Black, Spirit Cop. Yeah, I mean they're the same title basically. It comes down to the authenticity of the name. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
there's a kind of a double-edged sword if you're talking like in the 40s where Maxine is like too exotic where they'd be like, I don't know, what is she, a communist or something? But also she's a ghost detective. Maybe they were going uh-huh. for like too exotic. But Betty Black is is very, very on point. Thank you. I made up at least one of them. Yeah. I think it's A. Betty Black Spear Cop. It is clairvoyant. Damn it. Satan's ambassador on Earth. Wasn't even there. I actually thought that was probably it. (laughs) If this was a game where you could steal, you would have had it. I know. But yeah, clairvoyant was, it's too irresistible, I think. Uh, you can just feel how smug they are with coming up from that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was the it was the Satan's ambassador on Earth thing. I didn't think they'd they'd go yeah. for that. It's, oh hell uh, yeah! They didn't give a shit. This was uh, pre comics code. Uh, yeah, but when the comics got along. They're like, no Satan, no terror, no horror. You got to factor that they when... didn't give a shit. They also didn't know what they were doing, and also nobody was paying attention. Right. This was back when they would basically write pulp fiction about lesbians where the explanation is they're like Satan's emissaries and that's why they are lesbians. Yeah, that would See, be See, that's why I was thinking story of a it wouldn't be 40s. Satan's ambassador. It didn't mention that she was a lesbian. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's true. I would have definitely lesbian. included that. Satan's lesbian ambassador on Earth. Ambassador <laughs> to lesbians? I'm not sure what the title would be. Not much of a diplomat. So, uh, Katie, this question is for you. Another bird question. In Crack right. Comics number one from 1940, uh, they introduced a character called the Black Condor. And in the last 80 years, there have been three other crime fighters named Black Condor. Which of these is the fake origin story? An archaeologist baby. He was raised by a condor who learned to fly by watching them. B. An archaeologist baby who learned to fly by exposure to a radioactive media. C. A man given flight and control of the wind by a Mayan spider goddess. Or D, an army captain who stole a flying suit from a werewolf Nazi scientist. Oh. <laughs> it's got to be either A or D. I think. If it's, if it's not D, we, I, I want to write D. It's <laughs> right. going to be D. Someday. I mean, yeah. Because, like, I, I think... I, I do like A because mm-hmm. I just imagine a baby flapping very hard <laughs> until we get it. It would work, right? It would work, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, D is very good. I have to go with D. That's absolutely right. Yeah. You have tied the game. Uh, <laughs> but yes, they... Uh, the black condor, the original origin story was that he was just raised by a condor and he just sort of learned how to balance and flap his arms and he just learned to fly from spending enough time around birds. <laughs> well, the wow. key is he was a baby, so he didn't know it wouldn't work. Exactly. That's why babies uh, can do anything. The, these next several questions are about insects or arachnids. And uh, Robert, yours is the red bee. And the question is, who is the red bee? Is it A? A woman trained in insect kung fu by a Chinese sorcerer named Ah Chu. B. A boy with trained bees, including his favorite, Michael, who he keeps in his belt buckle. C. A man-shaped swarm of Nazi bees. Or D. A shrinking scientist who dies and gets reborn whenever he shoots his red sting blast. Wow. Who's the red bee? A. 
a woman trained in insect kung fu. Yeah. It is a boy who keeps his favorite bee, Michael, in a belt buckle. I, yeah. You already knew that one? No, I didn't. I just wanted that one to be. Yeah, that's, that was my thinking. I really wanted I wanted Michael yeah. to be real. It's like, uh, there's no justice in this world. And uh, C is actually a real a little bit. character. Uh, Spider-Man fights a guy called Swarm, who is a man-shaped swarm of Nazi bees. Yeah, see, I, nice. I knew that one. So, and, uh, uh, some of these I did add like a distractor that like you could sort of eliminate. But a lot of these I'm very cruel and they're all completely plausible. Yeah, I feel so. like you're mixing some reality in there just enough. Yeah. So, uh, Katie, your question is about Spider-Man, not the Ooh. one you know, oh. from 1943, <laughs> Feature Comics 66. He's the right. deadly enemy of Spider-Widow. How would you describe Spider-Man? Is it A, a shadowy masked figure with eight fingers on each hand? B, a guy in a tarantula mask and furry diaper riding a robot spider? C, a socialite who controls a web of criminals? Or D, a spider centaur? Uh, well, hmm. Ah, oh, so good, all of them. I can visualize the spider diaper one the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I see that in my head. I know exactly, like, I, I know the whole comic book diaper thing where it's like, <laughs> here's Wolverine Man, but, but this was before Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a guy and he's got like a big poofy diaper. Right. Uh, so that, so, that lines so up can, with your idea of the fashion of 1943, the furry diaper. Right, right. right. There were a lot of battle diapers, a lot of right. war diapers. Yeah. I do love the eight fingers on each hand. I think that's great, mm-hmm. I, especially because that's a total of uh, 16 uh, fingers. <laughs> right. So right. it's like Not doesn't super even... appropriate for a spider. No. Two Spider-Man. Double Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> Um, and then the other one, a web of, I would say, no, that, that's too elegant. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last one again? Spider centaur. That's yep. a good one too. But that's like, that's like straight up D and D though. Cause I've seen D and D has spider centaurs. I don't right. remember what they're called. Well, what is, what does that mean? What, how are you a spider centaur? <sighs> Come on. You bottom spider, upper part. Upper part horse. Right. If you're a woman, you do still have the boobs in the D and D. But there's no there's no spider upper boobs. part to the spider. You, no, you stick the human part on the part where uh where the eyeballs would be on the spider, but now it's human. <laughs> I would still give the human like eight eyes. I, w- I would, my decision. Right. But, and yeah. if I made a centaur cow and it was a lady, she would have like boobs on her tummy on the cow part. It's, I'm going to have to go with the furry diaper one. Spider That's diaper. 100% right. You've actually pulled in the lead. Three Thank to two. You. He was I a knew, guy. I knew because like I know they love diapies. They mm-hmm. love these comic artists love the diaper look. They love it so much. The big I think they fluffy. just wish they could, you know? Yeah. Like uh, if I could just be in a big fluffy diaper all the time, if society yeah. would tolerate that. So much of comics is just unexplored fetishes, right? Yes. Like it's. It's so much of it is people have some kind of thing like with Wonder Woman and it was bondage, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with Batman. It was also bondage. Yeah. Bondage, financial domination through Alfred, I think. Um. <laughs> 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 I like that you make all these sexy, Katie. Let's get, I mean, well, I'm talking about yeah. a guy in a, in a furry, scratchy 
spider hair diaper and you're like, you know what we ought to talk about is elephant titties. And I, yeah. I appreciate it. You know, look, you got to <laughs> sprinkle a bit of heat everywhere. Uh-huh. It's good. Uh, you get them listeners. Speaking of sexy, Robert, your question is, the spider from 1940 uh, was Playboy Tom Holloway. He hates seeing criminals get their own way, so he became the spider. What are his abilities? Is it A, a bow with frisbee arrows? B, he can spit sticky webs from his mouth? C, a magic vest with four extra arms? Or D, he can make criminals see spiders? What was D again? He can make criminals see spiders. Oh, that's pretty dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, I might have made it up. That's pretty good. Uh... Shit, I think I gotta go with it. I gotta go with D. It is Frisbee Arrows. Ah, fuck. What does that have to do with anything? He uh, just had a bow and arrow, and most of the time he would shoot people in the hand with a big Frisbee arrow, and then they would drop their gun. Question about the Frisbee arrow physics. Uh Uh, (laughs) So, Frisbee action, as we know, Frisbees are a disc, um, and its mode of transport is rotation yep on the opposite end of the spectrum of projectiles is the arrow Mm -hmm. which it is propelled forward through the potential energy stored in a bowstring right and its aerodynamic design is what sends it forth now so combine them together and you have a lot of force is the point i look i I'm no physicist. That doesn't <laughs> sound right to me, though, because uh-huh. like so, because the frisbee spins, but well, the, f- the arrow doesn't spin. Well, so. I'm not sure the frisbee spins. It, it's just a big flat disc. And the thing about comic book arrows is you can put anything you want on the front of it. It doesn't change its speed, trajectory. You can put a boxing glove on an arrow, and it, okay, it's yeah. perfectly accurate at 200 yards. So. And also, so f- it, it has the punch. Yeah, so it'll it'll a boxing glove when, when it gets there. It has the ghost of the last punch the boxing glove used. What I would want would be an arrow with a boxing glove, but it has that little, you know what? It's like the extendo thing on the boxing glove where it's like you have a boxing glove and then that little stretchy mechanism that springs out. Oh, you get them twice. And then that's, That's but that's also on the end of the arrow. So you shoot the arrow. Right. And then it goes towards the criminal. And then you've got the power of one arrow, one punch and one spring. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, I'd that'll want do another it. arrow in my arrow. Not that they mm. split. I'd want you to think that they missed, and then you start laughing, and then that arrow shoots an arrow at you. I want the boxing glove to like form a finger at the person, and then a little arrow comes out of the finger. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to die. Like the, they'll like sit there and have a moment right before death, where they're like, "Yep, this is a good way to go out." You know what? Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Katie, this question is about Spider-Widow, the one who defeated Spider-Man. Nice. Uh, She was uh, created in 1942 in Feature Comics number 57. She's a bored, wealthy athlete who can blank. She wears blank. She calls herself the blank of terror. Mm -hmm. So, complicated. Is it A, hypnotize men, roller skates, web spinner, which which (laughs) would make her... She can hypnotize men. She wears roller skates. She calls herself the web spinner of terror. Okay. okay. Is it B, paralyze her enemies, a silk nighty, scourge, or hmm, C, good. control spiders, 
A witch costume. Grandmother. D. See in the dark. A bikini and cape. Arachna madam. Hmm. Those are your options. Mm-hmm. Very complicated question, but you've got a keen mind. Yeah, this is a thinker. Uh, she's a bored athlete. Mm-hmm. Bored and wealthy. I love that that's your origin story. Like, ah, oh, God. A cable cable hasn't been invented yet? Uh, fucking books? I'm not going to do friends books. suck at tennis. It is the most realistic one, though, right? Like, right. let's be serious. Like, that is, if we have a, ever had a superhero, it'd be a bored, wealthy person. Yeah. Flexing. And with that, I've forgotten everything. Um, <laughs> the first one is Hypnotized so, Men Roller Skates Web Center. Okay. Uh, B is Paralyzer Enemies Silk Nighty Scourge. C is Control Spiders Witch Costume Grandmother. D is C in the Dark, a Bikini and Cape Arachna Madam. Wait, so Grandmother of Criminals? Grandmother of Terror would be Grandmother the name. of Terror. Would they have someone old enough? Like, were they woke enough to have an, a woman over the hill of 20, 25 years old <laughs> right. back then. 26 she, could, she could have been a grandmother. That's true. Uh, according right. to the 40s. 30s, 40s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, last one again. I'm sorry. See in the dark. A bikini and cape. Arachna madam of terror. That's got to be it. It was C. She can control spiders. She wears a witch costume and they call her the grandmother of terror. Ah, the grandmother. Grandmother of terror was the real one. She was not a grandmother. It was like part of her disguise was for people to think she was an old lady. Now, see, you left that out, though. (laughs) Well, you know that's important information. (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) And the so she wore she wore a superhero costume, and under that she wore an old lady costume. So she wore a witch costume. So she wore a witch costume and an old lady costume. I, I understand how you think you're being deceived, but I don't know if I agree. I think that uh, a witch costume <laughs> is uh, implies like a mask or, or some sort of an elderly element to it. I guess but, back in that those times it was. Nowadays, witch yeah, is sort of like yeah. TikTok. I go to Instagram sexy witch influencer. now. Yeah, Fair it's enough. like uh, yes, witch. Witch now is like I'm on TikTok and here's my. I made put strawberries in water, and it's. <laughs> That's I'm selling your, it to your you. potion. <laughs> the strawberry water and potion, and it's somehow poisonous. Right, I've hexed this. I did this. Vibes. I did this so wrong that you're actually going to get hurt <laughs> from it. You're going to get cholera from it, like in Death in Venice. <laughs> Brockway, you get another turtle question. In 1945, yes. in All Flash 21. <clears throat> okay. He's been an enemy of the Flash for 76 years. What can the turtle do? Is it A, he reduces the velocity of any object? Is it B, he's invulnerable? C, his tortoise metabolism has allowed him to live for thousands of years? Or is it D, he's just very slow? Mm. I was really expecting an all of the above option on that one. (laughs) Give me him one more time, real quick. Reduces the velocity of any object? invulnerability, tortoise metabolism that has allowed him to live for thousands of years, or he's just very slow. I can't be the first two because they make a kind of sense to me. Like if I was designing a turtle superhero, yeah, he could slow other things down or he's, you know, he's got the shell, he's super tough. Right. 
that's definitely somebody that has seen comics before. So mm-hmm. it can't be the people making comics in the 40s. <laughs> Ooh, turtle metabolism allowed him to live for thousands of years. But that doesn't imply any powers. Right. Wisdom. He didn't, he didn't have, yeah. Yeah. You're saying wisdom isn't a power? Which would defeat the Flash because he's a dipshit. He's just a really quick dipshit. Uh, I, 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 I wisdom is say, a power. Katie is ahead by one. I gotta the say, Flash would sorry. D. That's exactly right. right. He is just very slow. That's the turtle's whole thing. Like, I I assume he's like supernaturally slow in in a way that fucks with the Flash or something. Not really. He just moves really slow. He's kind of a criminal planner, but um, he just has a lot of foresight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I I didn't think it was that dumb, but all right. <laughs> All right, Katie, this question is about one of my favorites, Rex the Wonder Dog from 1952. Hell yeah. What are the two events that transformed an ordinary dog into Rex the Wonder Dog? Is it A, super soldier serum and taken to the fountain of youth by a chimpanzee? Is it B, the death of his parents and owner? Is it C, a wish made by a special boy and that special boy falling through a magic portal? Is it D, a future destroyed by Nazi catmen and a desperate scientist's time machine. It's got to be one of the last two. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, there's nothing like the relationship between a boy and his dog, mm-hmm. you know, especially when magical portals are involved. Yeah. Uh, so I really feel, when, when was, can I ask when this was? Uh... 1952. Yeah, the 50s was really the boy and his dog era. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of a lot of boys and their dogs. Did you notice that? Have you ever noticed yeah. that about the 50s? Just like You notice this? You notice this everybody? You know saying this in this? You saying this? Saying this? <laughs> Just a lot of boys and their dogs <laughs> hanging out. So I'm tempted God, they could never resist putting Nazis in comics. So mm-hmm. And Nazi, time machines. That's tempting. Right. Nazi cats and time machines sounds very good. Maybe a little too good. I, I've got to go with a special boy. It was the super soldier serum and the fountain of youth. Oh, he, come on. He was he, led to the fountain of youth by a chimpanzee? Uh, yeah, he, and detective, he and detective chimpanzee... Uh, they detective went on chimpanzee? Yeah, they, uh, you didn't say he was a detective. <laughs> I that didn't want to give too much away. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have just uh, known then. And they drank from the Fountain of Youth, and that's why Rex the Wonder Dog is still here. And uh, and, and detective chimpanzee is also immortal, I'm taking it. Uh, yeah, he's still around too. He's, together, he's they, they were best friends, and they're just going <laughs> to hang out together, being, being special animals. <laughs> I love it. That's so, pretty good. Uh, Robert, your question is about Lizard from 1945 and Green Lantern number 16. Predating the Lizard who fought Spider-Man by about 20 years, what could the first Lizard do? A. He could match his green battle harness to his green battle panties and green grappling gun. B. He could shed his skin and take on any new form, including the Vice President of America, Harry S. Truman. C. He had an asbestos lizard costume, and he threatened to burn people's houses down with magic salamanders for money. D. He was a strong reptilian creature with a grabby tongue and regeneration powers. I feel like D is too close to the actual lizard. Mm -hmm. Every time you try to think about this, it sounds like you're passing a stone. 
<laughs> it feels like it. I am. <laughs> passing a mental stone. The Did they one? even know about asbestos back in the 50s? This was 1945, so well, I Well, they knew it was, you know, flame resistant. And that's all that's implying. I right. think asbestos was magical in comic books, like, into the mid-60s. Like, you could just okay. have an asbestos suit and just wear yeah, it around. Yeah, it made you invulnerable right. to, like, and flames. So, like, and so, like, a lot of little kids would be like, oh, boy, and, and go into their walls and, like, get all the oh, asbestos yeah. out and be like, look at me. I'm yeah. super, super asbestos. <laughs> get mesothelioma. Yeah. Yeah. But that's... completely flame-proof. Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah, it would give them the superpowers. I mean, you could. Yeah. It, they were really tough to light on fire. Yeah. You could try. That's why try I went a to a special class for flame retardant children, if I remember right. Yeah. That was the name for it. <laughs> you can't set me on fire. My lungs feel bad. It's got to be. It's got to be the shapeshifter into Truman or the guy that burns down houses with his asbestos suit and magic salamanders. They're That's both where my guts so appealing. go. They are really appealing. Which power would you rather have? Would you rather have a, a fireproof suit and magic salamanders or the ability to become Harry S. Truman? Oh, uh, wait, Truman. is it, is it Absolutely only Truman? Truman. Is, no, is he, could, the only... he could take on any new form, but okay. in the comic, he became Harry S. Truman. According no to this question, Truman only. the fiction of this question possibly, or the real comic, you don't know, That's I'm a, right. a coy little mischievous elf. Well, I gotta do... I gotta do. I gotta do the Truman one. It was the magic salamanders and asbestos lizard costume. You know, uh, I thought it might be because I know there's like folklore about salamanders starting fires. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, they're like related tracks. to fire, and it yeah. was virtually unnecessary. Like he, his gimmick was he'd say, "I'm going to burn your house down unless you give me money." And then they'd say, oh, okay, here's some money. I mean, just pretty, like a protection racket, mm -hmm. uh, but more direct and less, you know. Right, see, I just didn't get why he had to be in the house. Right, why has he got to be yeah. burned down? Yeah, somebody, I guess, had to carry the magic salamander in there. Right, uh, you just put them on, like, the outside, though. <laughs> right, you throw them through the window. Mm-hmm. This was also when comics were only like four pages long, like a whole story was four pages long, and that was his only so you don't appearance. Have time to think so, like, about that. yeah, it just, we're hitting and running on every detail. Uh, Katie, your question is about a man named Tiger Shark from 1949. Nice. This is Detective Comics number 147. He wears a striped diving costume and designed the very device Batman used to capture him. What mm. was it? Was it A, the Bat Sub, B, the Sub Bat Marine, C, the Bat Fishing Net, or D, the Sonic Bat Charge? Ah, oh, these are hard. Okay, mm -hmm. so the Bat Sub... What was the second one? The sub Batmarine. Hmm. I don't understand the difference between the first and the second one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the bat's in the middle on the second one. Okay. Yes. So the bat sub and the sub Batmarine. I, mm -hmm. Okay. And then the third one is a The bat, bat fishing net. net. Bat fishing net. And the fourth one is the sonic bat charge. So that was the irony of the tiger shark is that he was a scientist <laughs> And he was a, a underwater specialist, and he designed the very device Batman used to capture him. But he was so mad he, about it. Did he name it? These names? Uh, I don't think so. I think he developed okay. it. 
So it was like his IP that Batman stole. I think he developed it with Batman or with Lucius oh. Fox. I don't I don't recall the, the And then he, I should have read this comic more carefully. And then he went mad with shark DNA and then <laughs> turned against Batman? No, he uh I think didn't have any powers. He just had the striped suit and like Right. I guess I'm trying to figure out when did their relationship sour. He went right. mad with the striped suit. <laughs> well, I <laughs> think doesn't? the drama was that, like, he made this for Batman, not knowing that Batman would use it against him someday. Right. Like, this was just a contract gig, and then, like, later on it turned out, oh, my God, I shouldn't have made Batman the... Hoisted by my own Bat-Petard. Bat-Petard. That's uh, option <laughs> E is a Bat-Petard. Damn it, Yeah. I feel like it's kind of got to be the sub-Batmarine because I don't know that you would need to invent a net. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and I know how much Bat Batman does like vehicles, so I think right. it's got to be that one. I love it. It's exactly right. I also love that you didn't find anything absurd about it. When I saw the name Sub-Batmarine, I thought that's so fantastically terrible. Oh, no, I thought it was like, dumb, but that's like but a given her, at this point. Yeah, no, our, you, sure, sure, sure. Our minds have been broken, Sean. <laughs> uh, Shattered against the crucible of Golden Age comics. Your agenda has succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have been gaslit into not knowing what normal is, so congratulations. <laughs> Uh, Brockway, I'm very proud and honored to give you another gorilla question. There were three gorilla men who held the name Gorilla Man. Which one of these is not a real gorilla man origin? A. A man afraid of death went to Africa to kill Gorilla Man to become the immortal Gorilla Man who is just a gorilla. Or B. A scientist put his brain in a gorilla. C. A doctor stole organs from gorillas to put in people, but the gorillas got revenge and surgically put his head on a gorilla. Or D, a trained gorilla in a tuxedo. Which of those... This has to be a trick question. <laughs> Which of these is not a real gorilla man? That's right, I haven't established the rules. I might just completely fuck with you. You don't know that. You don't know that I won't. Right. Which of those is not? Not. Which of those did I make up? And which three are factual things that happened in real I can't world. believe three are real is the thing <laughs> I'm trying to think which which of those three I can't uh. believe any of them are not real <laughs> okay well the the gorillas get their revenge by performing surgery on him to put his head on a gorilla is just there's everything wrong with that like that's but you want to believe for it like the you? 30s I want to believe it, but even for the 30s, like, no. The earliest no, Gorilla somebody... Man was 1954, if that, if that okay, helps you make so 50, well, 50s are pretty ridiculous. All right. Trained Gorilla in a tuxedo, totally. I could totally see that. That'd be uh, sweet as shit. Fucking go into Africa to get your powers by killing a guy is totally in line with, with 50s mm -hmm. comics. Like, that's... I feel like that's probably Batman's original story. Was he? He went to Africa to kill a guy and became the Batman. Yeah. Uh, Katie, you work with uh, primates, little tamarins. You ever put one in a tuxedo? Not officially. <laughs> not in a prosecutable way. Get with us after this and and send us some pictures. There's no evidence of it now, is there? <laughs> not until you make that uh, NFT. That's I'd right. give you two dollars for a tamarind and a tuxedo yeah. NFT. Yeah, that's, that's that's bumping up the value right there. 
All right, non, sorry. Non-fuckable tamarind. <laughs> the hell he is. <laughs> it's a challenge. Uh, what was what was B? I think B is the one. B was a scientist put his brain in a gorilla. Just scientist put his brain in a gorilla. That's got to be real. And or I'm did gonna I regret make a this. very mundane one. Yeah, yeah. Or did you make a mundane one? I'm going to regret this. And I'm going to say it's the surgery one. That can't be real. That one is, in fact, very real. I Damn knew it. it. That gorilla man went on to, to join a group of people called the Headmen, and they were all supervillains with fucked up heads. <laughs> uh, They're not even called the Headliners? <laughs> no, just the Headmen. And one of them's a woman. Uh, oh. That's inclusive it of was, them. It was D, a trained gorilla in a tuxedo. I made that one up. I uh, I wish there was one That's like that. That's the one you made up? That's the one I made up. It's. Uh, I felt like it was mundane enough to fuck with you. That was one of my most treacherous questions, I think. That was a good okay. one. Katie, you get another lizard question. Cool. Katie, your question is about Green Lizard from 1939. Smash Comics number four. A man with no powers in a green mask who ran a kidnapping gang. What was Green Lizard's actual day job? Was it A, magician, B, police chief, C, butler, or D, mayor? Hmm. <laughs> Knowing what you know about lizards, especially green ones. Yeah, this helps. Which, that helps a lot. Which is the job most likely to be held by a lizard? I mean, wait, but he doesn't have lizard DNA. He's just a guy, He's right? He's just got a green mask. Okay. And he kidnaps people. Hmm. I mean, okay, so magician, police chief. Butler and I, mayor. Butler and mayor. Mm, I mean, like, police chief and mayor. When was this written? 1939. I feel like, well, I don't know, because it's Ooh. like, I want to say that that was before you'd really, like, speak truth to power in a comic, <laughs> but it wasn't, I feel like 50s was peak bootlicker comics era right, whereas like maybe was... a little bit before it was a little more of a wild west situation where you could have an evil mayor mm -hmm. and an evil police chief so maybe i can't rule those out and we still trusted magicians in the 30s so yeah they were the most trustworthy of professions so i feel like that they, there's no way they would not trust the sacred institution of magics and tricks <laughs> we were so foolish the capers. most obvious predator. Right. The 30s. That was like the Gilded Age, right? Or was that right after the... No. I'm confused about <laughs> history. Yeah, I'm not sure what you call it. Gilded Age was in the 1800s. Wait, hang on. I'm going to... I'm not cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm Googling <laughs> Green the Gilded Lizard Age. Green Lizard Smash Comics. <laughs> <laughs> the Gilded Age... Yeah, no, that was in the 1870s. Okay. So that wouldn't apply here. <laughs> and why did they call it that? Was there like a gold rush or just that's a fanciful? That was, it was a massive accumulation <clears throat> of wealth, like ah. the railroad tycoons I and see. so on. But there was definitely like a boom bust in the early 1900s that I forgot what the name of was. But like you had like the... Roaring 20s, followed by, like, 
a boom bust and like Great Depression. I, I don't know. So what you're I'm saying is you hist- came into this game with a lot of general knowledge, uh, a lot of no. wisdom, and none of it is paying off in any way. And you're still making I'm a wild guess. Probably, I'm probably revealing the opposite that I'm woefully <laughs> ignorant about history. By the way, I'm going like, was the Gilded Age What's in the this? 1900s or the 1800s? Um, Do you eat from the bottom of the banana or the top? So this was, this is in the, this is after the Roaring Twenties. I can say that much. That one you so nailed. So knowing yeah. that, triangulating I'm, I'm that, right about that. Oh. And so Butler was one of them. Mm-hmm. Butler, mayor, <sighs> police pe- chief, and magician. Butler, mayor, police chief, and magician. Did they even have butlers in the 30s? <laughs> Is there an all of the above to this one? Right, was he a butler mayor? Because, like, could he be, like, oh, or a magician butler? That a I magician would police chief. That would be chief. very good. But Alfred's a butler, so they must mm-hmm. have had butlers in this yeah. period of time. He so was like I, a, a special forces medic butler, I think. Right. They had knowing, awesome butlers. Yeah, he yeah, was great. Butler. Knowing about lizard biology and the cloaca of a lizard, I mm-hmm. have to say butler. Very nice. <laughs> Your cloaca knowledge is what did it. That's a point. Katie is up by two. Robert, That's you got to right. turn I this knew around it. here. The, Cloaca is always a dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. A butler's cloaca is such a, a wonderful blessing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it saves them the necessary time they need for serving. That's right. <laughs> uh, but they hate serving ostrich eggs because, good God. Robert, yeah. uh, your question is about Firefly from 1940. Top-notch comics number eight. Without mistaking him for the much more well-known Batman villain... Explain Firefly to me. Is it A, he's an entomologist who trained to use his muscles like insects to get super strength. B, he's a good fighter with a cape of pure, blinding light. Or C, fuck you, I won't. D, she's a circus acrobat who inhaled swamp gas and gained mental powers. Well, it's clearly C. (laughs) But I feel like you might be messing with me. It might be a trap. Yeah. Oh, I... Explain Firefly to me. It's irresistible to go for C, though. The <laughs> siren call of C. Say it. Explain Firefly to me. Just say the words from C. Lock it in. I'm behind by so much. I can't. I can't trust my gut here. I've gotta. I've gotta go with with my knowledge of of. Oh, shit, I have none. I have no knowledge. Uh, <laughs> man, it sounds the right kind of stupid that you would train your muscles like insects because that means nothing. Like, I do like you also like about that one that it has nothing to do with fireflies specifically. <laughs> right. Right. He, he just trained like any insects, and then he picked the one least known for its strength and durability. Right. <laughs> and not at all for its special ability. The laziness of guy that fights really good with a bright cape is pretty good, too, though. Well, thank you. I might have made up uh, both of those. <sighs> yeah. I really got, I got to go with A. That's my. That's exactly right. He's an entomologist and he, he studied insects and he realized they did not have any kind of special powers. It was just, they focused their muscles in a certain way. And he's like, oh, if I could train myself to do that, I would be very strong. And that's how he got his powers. Right. Yeah. That's how insects work. The powers of the firefly famed for its strength. (laughs) (laughs) Famed for its unique muscles. Uh, Katie, your question is about the owl. From 1940, 
Cracker Jack Funnies number 25. The owl uses these two things to fight crime, and his sidekick is blank. He uses hmm. steel claws and bulletproof wings, and his sidekick is Junior Detective Speedstone, the Barnstormer. Or hmm. B, he uses messages encoded in horoscopes and punching, and his sidekick is Teen Quizmaster Dick Olsen, Owl Boy. Or is it C, Gliding Cape and Darkness Beam, and his sidekick is Newspaper Reporter Bell Wayne, Owl Girl. Or is it D, Boots Talons and a Noise Dampening Belt, and his sidekick is Hootie the Dynamo Owl. Which of those Brutal. is real? This is impossible. <laughs> when was this written? 1940. No way that he had a female sidekick. <laughs> uh, so. She could have, well, no, she could have been a bumbling idiot that he had to rescue all the time. Right. Well, maybe she was like, I mean, I don't want to ask for more info because I feel like that's cheating. But if she was like out doing crime fighting with him, certainly not. That was unladylike. But if she was like a reporter who would report on his deeds, uh, then maybe. But, mm. okay, so we have... But the newspaper reporter was also Owl Girl. Right, that's... Yeah, that seems too good for a lady of the 30s. (laughs) Um, So, wait, could you just quickly go through the the sidekicks? uh... A was Junior Detective Speedstone, the Barnstormer. B was okay. Teen Quizmaster Dick Olson, Owl Boy. C was Newspaper Reporter Belle Wayne, Owl Girl. And D was Hootie the Dynamo Owl. Okay. Okay, I feel like it's either A, A or D, the, the, the sidekicks seem the best. Now let's, let's zoom in, enhance on the um, toolkits of A and D. Okay. A was Steel Claws and Bulletproof Wings. And D was Boot Talons and a Noise Dampening Belt. A belt that helped him move in silence. Ah, but those tools are too good. That's my problem. (laughs) Because, like, owls are very silent. That's, like, Mm -hmm. one of their good abilities. Uh, Would they have known that in 1940? That's a thing, though. The boot talons are good, too. Would they have given a shit about that in bulletproof, 1940? Bulletproof. Uh, we have a bulletproof wings, and then what was the other one? Steel claws. Steel claws. Like honest. Pretty good, though. Who was the one with the dark ray? Uh, C was a gliding cape and a darkness beam. Gliding cape and a darkness beam. But that one had the lady sidekick, mm-hmm. so it seems unlikely. And then I'm sorry, but and what B was, was uh, he used messages encoded in horoscopes and punching were the, uh, hmm. the two I mean, things. His sidekick was quiz master. I'm going to do a sharp turn <laughs> and do B because it is the... not B. It is Damn the gliding it. cape and darkness beam. His sidekick was Bill Wayne, the owl girl. Well, How look at me. I'm the sexist now. <laughs> yeah. You got to reevaluate uh, everything you think about uh, 1940. Examine your biases. Jesus. I'm the one who's the sexist. <laughs> uh, Rockwell, your question is also about owls. Night Owl from 1948. The Night Owl uses these two things to cause crime, and he looks like a blank. A, night vision and darkness beam, and he looks like a total bird headed asshole. B, Messages encoded in horoscopes and steel claws. 
and he looks like a total bird-headed asshole. C. Hypnosis and regular gun, and he looks like a total bird-headed asshole. D. Robot owl and gyrocopter, and he looks like a total bird-headed asshole. <laughs> oh, to to cause to cause crimes. So to he's a crimes. villain. Two things: is it night vision, darkness beam? Messages encoded in horoscopes and steel claws, hypnosis, regular gun, or robot owl and gyrocopter. Uh, I feel like robot owl and gyrocopter is too cool, and they'd give that to the hero. Uh, the steel claws and the darkness beam is pretty criminal, but it might make too much sense. <laughs> the steel claws and messages encoded in horoscopes is very, is very stupid. Uh-huh. And it has nothing to do with owls except for, like, some loose tangential association with wisdom. And which one looks like a total bird-headed asshole? <laughs> uh, a through B, D, and C also. They all look like total bird-headed assholes. Okay. Okay. That helps. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, 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 what were the tools on C again? Hypnosis and just a regular gun. Hypnosis and just a regular gun is good, too. I gotta go with... Uh, the horoscopes it was a night vision and darkness beam damn that's too cool it's it's pretty fucking sweet (laughs) uh katie your question is about insects the queen of ants from 1946 great what were the amazing abilities of the crime boss the queen of ants a she could hypnotize evil men b she controls an army of ants c she can lift 40 times her own weight and squirt acid from her head or d all of the above. Oh man, you got you ah uh, the D the the all of the above is really throwing me. <laughs> They're so uh, tempting. But I knew they were tempting. Alright. So we've got Can Mind Control Men. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Evil men. Uh, evil Oh, wait, so she's not a She's a crime oh, boss. She, oh but her powers don't work on good gays. Okay. Um so she can mind control evil men. She controls an army of ants. Sounds good, too. She can squirt acid out of her head and lift things. Um, that sounds good, too. But when, when was this written? 1946. I don't feel like they knew enough about ant biology to squirt acid. Uh, <laughs> Did you see that like- David Attenborough special where he's just fucking hanging out in the giant ant hills? <laughs> I think so, where he just like intentionally gets bitten yeah, by he's an just ant. completely covered in ants. And then they have these scenes where the cows were getting too close to the army ant colonies, and they had these high-definition shots of all the ants just squirting acid on the cow. Uh, and yeah. uh, uh, just, it was like a bukkake scene. It was so, so sexual and disgusting. It made a really big impression. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it can't be all of the above simply because that one is too... It derives too much from actual biology, which I don't have the confidence mm-hmm. in the comics writers to be able to do that. So we've got, so we've got, either mind control criminal men, um, or army of ants. Both very appealing. Mm-hmm. I know this one is like maybe a little tame to be the right answer, but I do think it's probably the mind control the men thing. It's just control an army of ants. Another Damn treacherous it. question. 
Ah, oh, the boring ones. The boring ones are the worst. <laughs> you forget. You forget that there was boring shit. I that, thought yeah. maybe because like that one is like that's so simple. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Which is probably. But then my mistake was trying to get in your head again because it's like, well, he's gonna know that I'll gravitate towards the dumbest one. Exactly. So he's gonna throw in a dumb one. I know all your tactics. Yeah. I've countered yeah. them all. Uh, Brockway, back in that head. I think you'll really like this question. This is about armless tiger man. Fuck yes, I love it already. Marvel Mysteries, Marvel Mystery Comics 26 from 1941. Who is he? Who is Armless Tiger Man? Is he A, a crime fighter with mechanical arms who lost his first set to a tiger? Is it B, (laughs) a trapeze artist with sharpened teeth and no arms, but he's good with his legs? C, a man who traded his arms for the power of tiger? Or D, I made this one up? (laughs) Shit. Oh, don't! Oh, you threw me deep. They're just <laughs> devastating. I don't even. I not even in my chair anymore. I'm just on the ground. <laughs> oh man, armless tiger man rules so hard. I really don't want it to be D. Oh, I couldn't. I don't know about the guy that. God, his arms, would he name himself in honor of the tiger that tore his, tore his arms off? Probably not. Uh, would he? It's a real gentleman move to name yourself after the tiger that takes your arms. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real bested. ownership. I was bested, fair and square. Uh, ownership of your mistakes and respect for nature that I don't <laughs> think they had back then. Oh, if, the trapeze artist with fucking just kicks ass with his legs and uses his teeth. I just, I love it, and I want that to be true. The power of Tiger, of course, is it's just, it's of course, of course, of course the course. power of Tiger. It makes sense. Doesn't need an explanation. You don't even know if that's what is a direct the, What is the exact wording on C again? A man who traded his arms for the power of Tiger. I did not put any quotes intentionally. It could be a direct quote from the comic book. It could be completely fabricated. Traded arms for the power of time. Oh, I can see some logic in them. I really don't want it to be D. Because <laughs> it very much seems like D. But oh, I gotta go. Oh, the boring ones fuck with me. It's either the trapeze artist or the guy that traded his arms for the power of Tiger. I'm going to do the trapeze artist. I want it to be true. That's exactly right. Yes. You've tied the game. Ah, oh, dang it. We're Thank you, the, Armless Tiger Man. We're in the closing stretch. You keep stretch. on giving. <laughs> Katie, you've your given question. your arms, and now you've given me this tie. He really gave you a hand, but also attached to the arm as well. Give me that glick. <laughs> she really had you going, and then she attached the arms and wrapped it all together. It was very nicely done, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, your question is, uh, you have exactly 12 words to describe the moth. Go. Is it A, a racketeer who uses a moth costume to, I'm out of words, B, a bug exterminator who gained the ability to spray various chemical dusts, C, he can sort of fly and I don't need any more words. Or D, he steals silk to sell to the government and throws explosive cards. Silk to sell to the government. Uh, That's why they call him the moth. Hypothetically. I think... My... I'm going to go with my... Just 
instinct trying not to think about it he Mm -hmm. can sort of fly and that's it that's pretty much it it's d he steals silk to sell the government and he throws explosive cards that's the best plan (laughs) (laughs) that's why i got into crime yeah i want to steal silk i'm sad because i was gonna make that one my thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, now now they're just gonna know. They're gonna be like, they're gonna know exactly yeah, how to catch you once, remember once they remember it. From Military Comics number seven in 1942. This is the moth. You're doing the moth. <laughs> Classic the moth. Classic the moth. Just initiate anti-moth protocol. Now, Brockway, yours comes from the same year, 1942, in Adventure Comics number 74. Panther Man, a scientist who adds animal heads to people, turned him into the super strong, super fast. Panther Man! What was his name before that? Was it A. Congo Bill? B. Jumpin' Jack Jenkins? C. Claw with a K? Or D. Before the transformation, Panther Man was a she, and her name was Katya Black. <laughs> Alright, well, Congo Bill was the guy from the earlier answer. Mm-hmm. Swapped with the rings. That's, that'd be weird if he came back. It would oh, be. But- would it be the right kind of weird? <laughs> oh, I can't rule anything out. Nothing works. <laughs> There's no system. Yeah. No wisdom will help you. Oh. No deducing will help you. If no I'm wisdom one step ahead helps of you. me. Every step of the way. Then perhaps no wisdom will help me. Perhaps I just need to go blank and let the universe have its way with me. <laughs> C. That's exactly right. <laughs> wow, what was he? Claw with a K. The dude was named Claw, and the scientist who puts animal heads on people put a panther head on him, and that's how panther You know, Man after he abducted him, he was just looking at it and was like, well, this one's a freebie. <laughs> now, uh, Katie, you get the only character that's not from the Golden Age because he's one of my favorites. He's from <clears throat> 1975's Power Man number 29, Mr. Fish. A last-minute replacement story, accompanied by an apology, the half-man, half-fish villain, Mr. Fish, uses what weapon and catchphrase? Is it A, a sonic rifle, and you're on my hook now? B, a gadget trident, and by the black depths, Mr. Fish shall destroy you? Or is it C, harpoon gun, and time for a sea burial? Or D, heat ray, and nobody laughs at Mr. Fish? (laughs) <laughs> uh that's all good can i ask which half of him is fish he's he looks he's just kind of green and he's got sort of a fish head he wears like a red jumpsuit he's just unexplainably fish i see so it's the fish is fully integrated it's not like yeah he's not like a merman right 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 he doesn't have elephant tits or something yeah so I go with D. Nobody laughs That's at it. Mr. That's exactly right. He had a heat ray, <laughs> and he screamed, "Nobody laughs at Mr. Fish" on the cover and inside the comic. Mm-hmm. What everybody does. <laughs> oh, I, I just that does my favorite thing when they have to end with an apology. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, they were in the middle of another storyline, and they guess somebody missed a deadline, and so they're like, "Hey, we're really sorry, but we have to run this like replacement issue." And so it was just this fucking. We've been guy. holding Mr. Fish back <laughs> yeah. because it just. I mean. Emergency, You'll see. Mr. You'll Fish see why. They've been sitting on this gym. <clears throat> uh, uh, Brockway, your question is about the parrot from 1948. Detective number 131. An enemy of the mighty airwave 
Who was the parrot? Was it A, an evil impressionist in a bird costume? B, a flamboyant dresser who could bite through anything? <laughs> C, a flying bird wrangler who turned to crime? Or D, the alter ego of a corrupt police chief with flesh-rending talons? <laughs> the police chief makes another appearance. <laughs> See, if I was a mayor, I could see it. I feel like they right. were all about evil mayors, but police chiefs, I don't know, not so much. And then there's, there's a flamboyant dresser, which is real good. And then there's, oh man, the impressionist. Oh, they're all so good. Mm -hmm. They're all just so wonderful in their own unique way. I'm going to say A. A. It's A. That's exactly right. He's a great impressionist. He wears a bird costume. Airwave would chase him and he would like hide in a crowd and say like, oh, Airwave, he went that way. And he's like, a woman's voice. Couldn't be him. Wait a second. And then he turned around and he threw his costume off a cliff and Airwave's like, oh, there he goes off the cliff. I guess he's dead. Airwave was kind of an idiot, but I just, I love the parrot. I'm glad I got to include him. I love that he had that ability. He's like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at impressions. Yeah. And he didn't think, like, I'm going to be an okay comedian that turns annoying after, like, I don't know, 20 minutes. Right. He's I I'm going to start a life of crime with Start a life of crime. Yeah. You can just call people and say, like, this is Mrs. Devereaux. That's from uh, Alec Baldwin's The Mimic, an old Saturday Life sketch. Classic. Uh, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you know, those, those early 90s SNL references people love. Oh, we're, we get it. Yeah, yeah that everybody remembers we're, and loves. We're right here with you in the bit. I was doing a Jimmy Glick earlier too. I, I, they're timely. My my impersonations yeah. are timely. Uh, you're you're getting the Zoomers I think, <laughs> on board. Uh, this this is a character that uh, no one alive remembers. The Porcupine from 1948. Hmm. The enemy of Captain Triumph. Who was the Porcupine? Is it a two little people, twin brothers, operating a mechanical porcupine suit? Is it B? <laughs> A former boxer with spiked gloves and a spiky truck with spiked tires. Is it C, a prickly shut-in old lady who hunts and robs door-to-door -door salesmen with a needle gun? Or is it mm. D, a man with quills for hair in a quilled suit who shoots quills and kills anyone who figures out he's the, the porcupine? Mm. Those are your options. Who's the porcupine? What was the, what was the second one? A former boxer with spiked gloves... And a spiky truck with spiked tires. Hmm. When was this written? 1948. Uh, I think it's got to be one of the last two. So we've got a grandma who's got a needle gun. Mm -hmm. And she hunts and robs door-to-door -door salesmen. I think it's got to be D, though, because I do love that he would kill anyone who would figure out that he's a porcupine. <laughs> Which seems real easy. So yeah. he killed a lot. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah. He had distinctly porcupine-like hair, like full-on quills for hair. He wore a giant suit that was covered in quills. And, right. And the comic had several several times where people were like, whoa, you look kind of like a porcupine. And he's like, what? How did you know? And then he would kill them. <laughs> <laughs> like, not the porcupine, just like you have a very porcupine-like look, and he would You've guessed flip, the theme. Now you must right. die. Flip the fuck right. out. So we, I love that. We are tied up with just two questions left. Oh, dang. So, Brockway, the Scorpion from 1949. 
not the Spider-Man villain. The Scorpion was a terrorist with no powers in green wizard robes who died in his first appearance. What were his last words? Is it A, Blackhawk has switched bombs. No, no! Is it B, it can't end like this. All my plans, I've got to E. Is it the Scorpion's final sting? The Scorpion's final triumph? Or is it D, fuck your racist soul, Blackhawk. You kill like a bitch. <laughs> Blackhawk had a sidekick named Chop Chop. That uh, uh, yeah. that Robert described as like them just I trying out stereotypes. Like he had like a pinhead with a little bow on it. Like no. like it's just inconceivable. This was a oh, real God. human stereotype. It was just like I. What am, what am I looking at? Black yeah, which Hawk? of these which of these will stick with the Chinese? Yeah. You think? Let's just throw some of these out. Very oh, racist. Blackhawk is very racist. I was rooting for the scorpion the whole time. So I'm sad he's dead. I'm going to use all of my knowledge about scorpions to, uh, to determine what this man's final words were. Um, give, give him the first three to me one more time. And then the fourth okay. w- with vigor. <laughs> okay. Blackhawk has switched bombs. No, no. It can't end like this. All my plans. I've got to. E. The scorpion's final sting. The scorpion's final triumph. Or D. Fuck your racist soul, Blackhawk. You kill like a bitch. Love the delivery on D. I Thank think it's you. it's gotta be it's gotta be that he thinks he wins because if they get rid of him after one issue, it's kind of a joke that they just kill him off. So Scorpion's final sting. It was B. It can't end like this. All my plans have got to e e e e e. So going on using logic again. I should have just trusted the universe. <laughs> Katie, this is the final question. If you Ooh. get this right, you win. The first ever Golden Age comic book creature feature animal superpower face-off. Oh, God. I'm sweating a lot. Okay. What are the two most notable things about the criminal octopus? (laughs) A. He never forgets and he owns a gun. B. Mm -hmm. The beak on his chest and the tentacles on his back. C. Mm -hmm. A green head and a gun that shoots black clouds. Or D. His ability to fit in a trunk and the goon who carries him around in it, the squid. What was the first one again? He never forgets, and he owns a gun. I think it's got to be between he never forgets and he owns a gun, and he's got a green head, and he has a gun that shoots black clouds. Mm -hmm. The thing, though, is the black clouds are good, though, with the (laughs) biology of the octopus. Right, yeah. It's very octopusy. So maybe not. And fitting in the suitcase, another good thing, a real thing that octopuses can do, mm-hmm. fit in small spaces. When was this written? 1942. Yeah, it doesn't They never it. even heard of an octopus. No, they've ne- they don't even know what it looks like. So I feel like it's got to be, he has a gun and a really good memory. It was Greenhead and the Black Cloud gun. Damn it! Oh, so close. Ah, I was so, so close. A fitting end to a great game, a tie... You guys both did fantastic. Uh, you each got well, well met. Seven yeah. correct out Suck of it. Uh, <laughs> out of fifteen, which is pretty good. Isn't yeah? I'm actually is that shocked. Better than chance. It is uh, much better than chance because it's a, a multiple choice of, of four options. So chance would be twenty five percent, and you are very close to fifty percent. Great. So, congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Uh, is there Thanks, any, universe. Is there anything you'd like to plug before you go, Katie? 
Uh, yeah, and if you want to check out my uh, bird, bird GRFT, uh, it's Pro Bird Rights on Twitter, um, where you can pay real money to not get anything in return. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's a cunning plan, like selling silk back to the government. Yeah, I mean, just uh, check out my show if you want to learn about real animal facts. <laughs> uh, you can listen to Creature Feature, where I talk about incredible evolutionary biology, but don't worry, it's pretty fun and silly. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to try to get these two these two boys on the show and talk about probably... I'm going to have to figure out a way to like torment them for what they put me through here today. You'll never get uh, me back for what I've done. <laughs> so swears I Mr. Fish! Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! This Dog Zone 9000 was brought to you by Benjamin Siran and Dr. Awkward, Yosarian, Josh S., Zachary Evans, Adrian Hisbrook, Aiden Moad, Brianne Whitney, Josh Fabian, Armando Nava, Lyman, Toasty God, Neil Schaefer, Jaber Al Aiden, David Fornum, Mike Stiles, Eric Spaulding, the artist formerly known as Devin, Hawk, Neil Bailey, Micah Phillips, Polly Poisuo, John McCammon, Nick H, Matt Riley, Rhea, Rich Joslin, Ken Paisley, Timmy Lady, Dean Costello, Three Finger Louie, Nick Ralston, Zadarfan, Jamie Gordon, John, Jeremy Neal, Michael Rader, Alpha Scientist Javo, and children love the meat millie.